Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the fifth down. I am your host, Jose, with me tonight are Brad and Judy. What's up, guys? What's going on? Chilling, chilling. Getting getting ready for the biggest night in uh, wrestling history tomorrow. And, That's uh, right. It is the battle ready. of the immortals. WrestleMania, guys. It's WrestleMania season. And guess what? It's too big for one night, so it got split into two nights. Isn't Wait, that just wonderful? I thought the greatest wrestling night was like yesterday. AEW, Mike Tyson. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Jose. Um, WWE had Logan Paul on Whoa. Friday Night SmackDown last week. Okay, Mike Tyson. And, I, and I'm pre- I'm pretty sure Logan Paul said that he could knock out Mike Tyson. Oh, oof. I bet he could. And his can, dreams. Can, can we just get a replay of AJ Styles versus The Undertaker again? Like. That right. that was the only good thing about last year's WrestleMania. That that would be nice. That that yeah, the Boneyard match that was pretty legit. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, actually, but you know, but but one exciting thing that we do have with WrestleMania this year is that it's live in front of people it's not gonna be fake noise it's not gonna be you know fake fake clapping fake laughter fake booze it's gonna be from the greatest stadium ever created under god's green earth raymond james stadium in tampa bay florida home of the greatest nfl franchise the tampa bay buccaneers cricket noise can we get the cricket noise yeah chirp 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 so the greatest <laughs> franchise ever, huh? Yeah. Uh, we have we have two rings, okay, Brad? Two. Uh-huh. Get on. We you. hadn't even been in, we hadn't even been in the playoffs in 13 years. The the day we go back, we win it all. That's efficiency right there. That's efficiency, Brad. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, we'll see what happens at WrestleMania. But yeah, you know, they're expected to allow about I think they said 25,000 fans. So, you know, it's going to be nice to hear people just booing the shit out of everything, probably, because they're probably going to be like, we've hated everything over the last year, but we could, you guys couldn't hear us. Um, but, you know, there's um, the first night is being headlined by the women, which is history. Um, uh, it's Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. And, we have Bobby Lashley. I'm sure you guys remember Bobby Lashley from back in the day. Oh, yeah. He's going up against, against Drew McIntyre. Yeah, two both irrelevant jabronis in my book. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we I, got I, Sh- I, Shano Mack. Shano. Shano. Shano against Braun Strowman. Not, not when Braun Strowman does the, the thing where he runs around the ring and knocks someone out. They, they actually make a train sound. They do the choo-choo. <laughs> Hey, I'll just be hey, interested hey, in Shane O'Mac. Hey, bro, the only time I remember Choo Choo was uh, the Ho Train. That's the only time I remember Choo Choo. Oh, yeah. 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 And it and it usually involves seven seven girls. Godfather, right? The Godfather? Was yeah. that? D-Lo? Yeah, the Godfather. D-Lo the Godfather. Brown and the boys. Yeah. yeah. The Ho Train. Godfather, D-Lo Brown. Mark Henry, sexual chocolate. Yep. Good times. 
We also have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. KO, baby. KO. You know, My he, favorite wrestler. He does, he does the, stu- the stunner pretty good, you know? Uh, what? He does the stunner now. What? For the... <laughs> what? He does the stunner now. What? He does the stunner now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, we also have... Um, What's his name? Um, Edge back in action. In Daniel okay. Bryan, Roman Reigns. Yeah, against that triple threat. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, that's gonna be I do pretty like, good. That's I do like Roman Reigns. I, 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 I like this I version like of Roman Reigns. He's a much better bad guy than he is a good guy. I I agree. Like like there are some people out there that that really just thrive in the heel role. I think he's one of those guys. Triple H, another one of those guys. Like, um, It's rare that you can get a wrestler that thrives both as the heel and as the good guy. I mean, The Rock. Like The Rock. Stone Cold, right? Undertaker. Like, mm-hmm. to get that caliber of talent is rare. I think Roman The heartbreak been, kid. Yeah. So, so I'd like to see him more in more of the heel role to develop, you know, his character more and maybe become one of the greats. Yeah. And I think this is a good step towards that. You know, like it, it's definitely unfortunate that during his big heel run, it's been in front of no, no live audience. Um, well, it's been a virtual audience, but they don't let the, they don't let the natural sound from the virtual audience play. They, they do, you know, the fake noise. So like, it's not the same, um, but it is going to be cool to see what kind of reaction they give Roman Reigns. I wouldn't be surprised if now they cheer for him because they they find him to not be annoying anymore. Yeah, because you know, like now that this is like more of a legitimate character for him because he is a believable guy as like the top guy. He's got the look. He's got the the in ring ability. He can back up his talk. But like it was just annoying before that all he would say is like this is my yard and like blah blah blah. It's just you know. Like it's just it was kind of boring in that everything for him was like a Superman punch and leading to a spear. Now I like the fact that he does like um, that that he does grappling moves. You know he he actually puts them in like um, um, like submission holds. Like I like that. I like the fact that he finishes a lot of matches with a submission. Yeah, it should be interesting to see what happens. Um, I know two of the wrestlers that I will have my eye on. Um, Shano and Roman Reigns, mainly for the kicks that they will be bringing on. Um, interested to see what pair of Jordans they'll come out to. Oh, yeah. That is. Wait, if is Roman do. a big uh, Jordan uh, guy? Roman is a pretty big sneakerhead. Um, not necessarily okay. Jordan. I don't think as uh, as big as. I know uh, Shano is yeah, a but, big Jordan, Jordan head. But well, I, I think sneakers are going to be one of those things that a lot of people will tune in just to watch for yeah one 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 person we're not going to have at wrestlemania this year is john cena so we really are not going to be able to see him he is stuck in vancouver filming the punisher i'm glad john cena is not going to be in wrestlemania i i mean that match last year was uh i don't i don't think you can even call that a match it was an acid trip for real it was. It was like a flashback through the nineties. It was cool, but the, it, it was yeah. It was, it was like a flashback through the Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era. 
Yeah. Like I loved I loved when he had the Hogan belt and he and he had the NWO shirt. Yeah, that, was that was my dope. favorite part. That was that, was that that was legit. Um so yeah, he won't be there. Um uh it, it's unfortunate Becky Lynch still isn't back because she just had the baby in December, so the man won't be there, but the boss will. So Sasha Banks will be there, so that's okay. Um Charlotte Flair's not on the card. And Apollo Cruz is gonna be there. He's, yes, the Nigerian. He's the drum. Nigerian something. Yeah, the Nigerian, Nigerian drum. And and he is going to fight Big E in a Nigerian drum match. <laughs> now, what is, what is that? Can you explain that? <laughs> well, you know, well, you know, you 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 got your you got your regular drum, and then you got your Nigerian drum. So instead of a regular drum, they're gonna use a Nigerian drum. And the point of the match, I think, is who can play the best Nigerian um, theme song? Oh, my God. No, I, I have no idea. I, I just know that they titled it Nigerian Drum Match. I think someone's head is going to go through a drum set. I mean, that's all I can think of. But, um, yeah. And then um, the other women's match is... Um, uh oscar oscar versus rhea ripley so that should be interesting it'll be a good wrestling match i don't know how excited the fans will be i mean they like rhea ripley and they like oscar but it just kind of got thrown together within like a month so i don't know how much people will actually be invested in it um but yeah it's gonna be a pretty good show are you are you guys gonna check it out more than anything for the fact that it's gonna have a live audience Mm, unless there's a brown panties match you know oh no we, we don't we don't do that anymore in the uh in 2021 brad well, okay that's a hard pass no pillow fights no brown panties no uh no pudding matches um mm. yeah that's old no no live sex tapes on on air in the ring you know with the rated yeah. r superstar yeah no yeah, um, some some match I'd be intrigued in, but as a package, as a whole package, not enough for the multi-day event. Yeah, I know it's. I mean, I know that they're trying to split it as well as as well as they can to keep people invested in both nights. But I feel like it's going to be one of those things where like you're going to like a couple matches from night one, and you're going to like a couple matches from night two, and you're going to just wish that those could have all been on one night, so you didn't have to go through two nights of watching this. Um, but how could I forget the 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 match of the night is going to be Bad Bunny, guys. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest against uh, Miz and Morrison. Did you guys watch Miz and Morrison's video? No. Can't say I have. No. I haven't seen it's it. It's called uh, Hop Hop. <laughs> yeah, let me see if I can. Uh, hop, I'll, hop. I'll send it to you guys later. Yeah, it's called oh my Hop God. Hop. Yeah. Let me see if I can find uh, like uh, one of like the little twenty second clips of it, so that our wonderful audience could um, could hear um, this legendary song. Hop hop hop. hop. Oh yeah. why? It was it was it was it was a diss song for uh, for um, intended towards Bad Bunny. I mean, I guess. And Bad Buddy even wrestle? Is he is he decent or? 
I mean, he's been learning. He's been there for like three, three months, you know, because yeah. obviously, you know, in in his primary job as a Grammy uh, winning, uh, you know, music artist, he, he can't do live concerts right now. I can't do any of that. So, you know, he's been a lifelong WWE fan. So he he signed with them. He's their like top merchandise guy right now. So, I mean, dude's popular. Like, people love him. For sure. And and you can tell that he's definitely been trying his best. Like, you can tell he's not going to be a complete joke in the ring. Obviously, you know, he's not going to be um, Eddie Guerrero or, like, um, you know, like Kurt Angle in the ring. But he'll do – I'm sure he'll do just fine. And – you know, Miz and Morrison, you know, those those two clowns, like they'll 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 do a good job of making him look good. Bad bunny, set the bar low. Be, just be better than Gronk. That's all we ask. Exactly. Him. Yeah. Be better Vince than Gronk. Did a, Vince did a better fall from the top than Gronk. Like, I don't know if you guys remember about that that stunt that Gronk did. That was did so bad. That was so bad, dude. Yeah, like like Vince did it like in um like in rehearsals. A 75-year-old Vince did a better job doing the, the, the grunt fall. And then um, one guy that I am very happy to see getting, like, a, a main match is uh, Cesaro. He's going to be uh, wrestling uh, my boy, Seth Rollins. You know, I'm always sporting the, the Seth Rollins. Um, but yeah, you know, those two should put on a good wrestling match, but yeah, I mean, it should be fun, you know, more than anything, I'll just be excited to hear the fans say this is boring or, or, or we fucking hate you guys for, for, for lying for the last year that we, that we were having fun and hopefully they'll let them bring in their signs that they make and stuff, but yeah, that'll be WrestleMania. Like I said, too big for one night. So it's split over two nights. On the Peacock network, because the WWE network no longer exists. Um, it so go on Peacock, you know, get your free trial. I think WWE has a special going on. They love you so much that you can sign up for two fifty instead of four ninety nine a month. So you could get it for half off. So free marketing for them right here. Free advertising. I I'm, I'm hoping that Stone Cold comes out or. And stunners everybody. Yeah, I, I just oh, how that'll awesome make my night good. if he comes out. If The Rock came out, cost Roman Reigns the match, and set up a WrestleMania match for next year. It is in Florida. Oh, see, I mean, yeah, they're, they're paying yeah. the wrong people, guys. I should be a booker there. I just booked the WrestleMania main event. Just came right here. <laughs> Not gonna happen, man. He's the biggest movie star in Hollywood. He's too busy with the XFL, too. Uh, But, yeah, you'd never forget about home, okay? Home is the WWE, okay? His grandma, his grandpa, his daddy, everybody in his family have been in the wrestling business. His cousins, his uncles. Have you guys not been watching Young Rock? The Rock's main passion is wrestling and will always be wrestling. Yeah, you know, hope you guys check it out and we'll see if they, they listen to my brilliant booking ideas. And, you know, it's going to be the first one without the great Pat Patterson. 
So they're not going to have, you know, they're not going to have Pat Patterson to rely on for, for tips on this one. So we'll see how they do. But check it out, guys. Peacock, 250. It's you, you'll only get this 50% off deal for so long. So I know Brad is going on right now. As I, I see him typing, I know he's, 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 he's getting his membership. It's a hard pass. <laughs> so wait, you're going to bootleg. Uh, I wouldn't even paper-view? bootleg it. I wouldn't even bootleg this. No, nope. <laughs> so you're going to pay for the full pay-per-view fee for no. it. Hard pass. All righty, moving on, guys. Um, Sean Watson, man, I think I think he's still at twenty-two accusations. I think we haven't moved up from twenty-two, but a couple of the the women have come forward. It's a it's an odd situation because there haven't been any criminal charges brought against them. It's still all civil. Um, Deshaun Watson and his and his lawyer seem very adamant, denying all allegations and they're fighting it hard um but do you guys think that just with everything we've heard so far it is enough to tarnish his his career i I think his career is already tarnished i mean just from a you know a standpoint of him being a role model him being you know the face of the you know one of the faces of the nfl i mean nike has temporarily suspended his uh endorsement deal with him I think a lot of people are, uh, are, are going away from him. Um, you know, uh, you know, we, we take a look at Tiger Woods, what Tiger Woods did. I mean, it's not, you know, we don't know all the, all, all the, uh, uh, all the details yet in terms of the case, but, uh, yeah. what happened to Tiger Woods? I mean, he, his career fell off, uh, right after all that stuff came out about him. I mean, uh, but with Deshaun Watson, I mean, I think his trade values, uh, gone down, um, I think Houston is fucked now because, you know, let's say if he goes to jail, you know, he, you know, th- that trade value is not there anymore. And I mean, uh, you know, w- w- we thought the guy was, you know, uh, you know, clean cut guy, you know, we thought he yep. was uh, a guy of, of the community, but uh, you know, he has, uh, he has skeletons in the closet and, you know, everything's coming out. Yeah. I mean, it, it is severely damaged. If not, you know, done his career in um you know at this point uh, the you, you have to call a spade a spade with this many accusations um i listen i i know it is you are innocent until proven guilty but when 22 people when you have this much against you it's that's just a mountain of uh evidence that you have to go up against and unless you can prove that they're all corroborating on, on this you know, there's no way you're going to come out of this clean. Um, when you go back in history, um, you know, Tiger, Kobe, when they all went through all these these bouts of uh, negative press, they were at least champions or at the top of their game. We can't say that about Deshaun Watson. Like, yeah, you can't yeah. even say he's top three in the no. league right now. Um, you can make the argument for top five, but you – you know, he's not he's not one of the marquee guys in the NFL. So he doesn't have that going for him. And, and, and I think it's just it's done him in. Unfortunately, you know, it's over for him as, as, as bright a future as he had. It faded that fast. Now, do you guys 
think there's any it's a coincidence that he demands a trade from Houston, tells him he hates him, wants nothing to do with the city or the franchise anymore. Well, maybe not the city. I don't think he has anything against the people, but I get, uh, he he wanted nothing to do with the franchise and tells the owners, like, I don't give a fuck about who you hire for the coach. I don't care about who you hire for the GM. I don't want to talk to them. And then all of a sudden, these accusations start coming up. Now, I'm not saying that these women are lying, but do you guys think that there is a link between him wanting out and all of this coming forward right around that time? There there, there, a, yeah, there, there, there could be. There definitely could be a, a a link, especially like let's say that you know Deshaun, like all these all these females are in in the Houston area, and Watson's like, man, I need to get out of here. Like, I've done too much, and and then obviously he 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 knew that. You know they were trying to 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 get money from him, you know, uh, and uh, you know this could be a case where he was like he he was trying to beat it, and you know now that everything's coming out, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, you know he's he's trying to you know go stroke his luck somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I don't I don't think it's he he did he doesn't have the upside to even warrant coming back into the league you know when you go back to uh, mike vick with the dog case he was at least uh he, he he was given a second chance but i mean the severity of that crime compared to this it's like they're it's it's a it's on a whole different level and i don't see how you can come back from this i mean we let ray Rice yeah, especially back into the league especially because right now you know we're in the accusation phase. This goes to court and he loses all of these cases. And then they file criminal charges against him. And they, you know, then it's going to get really ugly for him. His career will be over. If he oh, is able, oh, oh, if he oh, is yeah. able to, if he is able to prove that he is innocent, I mean, obviously, you know, every man is, uh, or every person is innocent until proven guilty. But yeah, if even one or two of these cases end up being, like he's end up found guilty of them. He's he's done. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not gonna get the Ray Rice's in the league anymore. Exactly. It's just not gonna hap- happen. I mean, I th- I think the last incident we had was uh, what's his face in Kansas City, um, Kareem Hunt. Kill. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, Tyreek Hill. After what is it with players in 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 Kansas City and that? You know, I don't I don't know what it is, but. It, it's one of those things where uh, there's just too much again, too much evidence mounted against him for him to yeah. even get another shot. Right now, it just it just smells bad, you know. It smells bad, and I mean, it just when you have 22 different people saying that yeah. you made them feel uncomfortable, there has to be some truth to that. Yeah, and how many teams are you know? are breathing a sigh of relief that they didn't give up, you know, draft picks for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Because yeah, this truly came out of nowhere. We all consider him a model citizen, you know, the one of like the marquee like players in the league because of his conduct on and off the field. We have never heard of him getting even a traffic ticket. Yeah. Very surprising, but yeah. Yeah. This was shocking to me, you know, but that's why, you know, 
we never know what happens behind closed doors with these guys, with these, you know, celebrities, athletes, like we, we see what they do on the court, you know, we see what they do in the community in terms of like um, their charity work and stuff. So we get this perception of them, but then we don't know what truly happens, like, you know, in their private life, because right. a lot of that we don't get to see. And, and unfortunately it's not until we start seeing these bad things come out that we get to truly know certain people. Right. And, and especially in the era of the Me Too movement, I mean, it's yeah. not a good look. I mean, you it's no people are coming out, you know, you know, yeah. people are, are, are having the courage to come out. And, you know, the, the first girl that came out, she sounded very believable. I mean, yeah. Like when she said that, you know, this was her profession and he ruined it for her. Like, like, you know, she feels like she can no longer like do her do her line of work comfortably because th- this has just tarnished it for her it's someone who enjoyed doing uh enjoyed the profession and it's like anything else you know they they go to school for this this is what they decide to to do for a career and you know it's unfortunate that that's been tarnished by the actions of one man yep. but we'll see how it plays out um but anyways moving on uh your boy sam darnold brad he uh he went to Carolina for not a first round pick, but one second rounder, a sixth round pick, and a fourth round pick. And it's crazy because from this 2021 draft, they're only getting a sixth round pick. So I think it's a freaking steal for Carolina. I mean, you got you got Brady as the offensive coordinator. Um, and you and Sam Darnold with the arm that he has. I mean, this is a match made in heaven, dude. What say you? Yeah, I mean. To, um, it, it all favors Carolina and Sam Darnold. It's a win-win for them. I think the Jets were looking to move on. Even they're willing to take a bad deal. Um, in fact, I was reading some reports today that San Francisco was was extremely interested in in March, um, and New York just wasn't interested in dealing him. I bet you know if if San Francisco would have given up one first round for Sam Darnold the Jets probably would have taken it and I would have been happy with that deal. But yeah, for Carolina, Sam Darnold, I think it's total win-win. Um, he's got weapons, Christian McCaffrey. Um, and, and, you know, they can, they still have, they still have that first round draft pick to where they can add more help, more talent on the offense or defensive side of the ball. So it's a great move for Carolina, especially in that division. Very tough. Um, it should be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, the I think the move was was a good move to 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 see what you know if if they could pull the potential out of Sam Darnold. Um, however, I I've never been a that big of a Sam Darnold fan. I've always thought he was a turnover machine, especially you know college going into the pros as well. I mean, the guy throws double digit interceptions every year. Um, granted, you know he didn't have the best coaching and he didn't have the skill position players he needed for with the Jets. Uh, but I, I just feel like the guy is, uh, you know, he, he, he has uh, he has a lot of upside, but I think the turnover part is going to, you know, is, is going to be his kryptonite. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that takes a lot of chances and, um, you know, he just turns the ball over a lot. And I mean, you know, if, if Brady can uh, and Roll can, you know, change his career, you know, kudos to them. But uh, in terms of, you know, them getting the player that he was drafted at. I don't, I don't think he'll ever be that player that, you know, that some people thought he would be. 
Yeah, and especially in that division, it's going to be hard because you have the Super Bowl defending champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by Tom Brady, seven-time champion. Um, um, You have the Atlanta Falcons, who I think will rebound well this year. And, you know, New Orleans should still be decent. So it's going to be hard, you know, for – but I think it's still an upgrade over Teddy Bridgewater. Nothing against Teddy, but he's a game manager. And he proved last season that he's not a starting level quarterback in the NFL. So I, I definitely think it's a worthwhile risk for Carolina. They didn't give up much. And even if he, you know, shits the bed over the next two years, I mean, they only have a commitment to him for the fourth year on his contract. And then if they pick up the fifth year option, they, you know, so it's not like they signed him to like a five year, $150 million deal or anything like that yet. They're probably waiting to see what he does this season. And then, probably invest long-term in him. So I think, I think it works out for both sides. Like you guys said, the Jets want, want to go in a different direction. They want to draft Wilson and Carolina wanted anybody that's not Teddy Bridgewater. And now moving on to uh, your boy, uh, Junie, uh, Jerry Jones, your favorite owner in the NFL. Um Rumor and innuendo out there in the NFL world has uh, the Cowboys uh, interested and intrigued by Kyle Pitts. Now, he is a freak athlete. I'm not going to lie. Like, I wish, you know, there was a way that the that the Bucks could trade up to get a fourth tight end um, and draft him. But, I mean, he's probably not going to be there past five. So, would it really be worth it for the Cowboys with all the talent that they have to trade up to get this guy? I don't think so. I mean, you know, it's unfortunate that, I mean, it's fortunate for me being a Washington football fan that Jerry Jones is, is the pretty much the GM of the team and he makes bad decisions. Uh, but in terms of him trading, you know, the, their first round pick this year, and then, uh, you know, let's say a first round next year for that fourth pick in the draft, I mean, I don't think it's worth it. I think they have good skill position players already. Zeke Elliott, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott. I mean, their offense is already good in terms of skill position. Uh, but I, I think they need more help on the defensive end and then with the offensive line. Um, if they want to go anywhere, they need to improve in those areas because, let's face it, they had a good offense when, da- when Dak was playing last year. Uh, but, you know, you know the, the defense was garbage. I mean, their linebackers, were, you know, weren't – up to par. Uh, their defensive line wasn't that great. I mean, there's a lot of holes that they need to fill. And, um, you know, if, 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 if this move happens, I wouldn't be surprised, but, you know, thinking logically, this move wouldn't be a good move for the Dallas Cowboys because their offense is already good. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to get, get enamored with them. When you take a look at those measurables, you take a look what he can do, who you comp them, to um, in the National Football League. And, and I'm sure there are plenty of tri- teams that are intrigued and that would be willing to give up, you know, two first round picks to have their shot at them. So it doesn't surprise me. Um, but yeah, I, I think that there, there will be a team that will want to move up to that position, but I think they are going to be, you know, lacking in the skill position department. And for those teams, I'd say that that expense is warranted. But for a team like the Dallas Cowboys, you know, it, it, I, I think it's a wasted pick, unfortunately. Um, you know, you just don't need it. You can't, 
you can't afford that kind of a, a draft capital for something that you already have an overabundance of. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. You go for it for the simple fact that it's like you're looking at having the next Tony Gonzalez. You're looking at having the next Travis Kelsey. You know, the the the, the next uh, George Kittle. Like, can you really pass up on that? If it if the opportunity is presented to you, I mean, there are decent tight ends out there. Dallas themselves, they have a couple decent guys. Jarwin and Schwartz, you know, they they have they they have their moments. They're they're decent, you know. They they can they can they can do well, they cover well, and they they can catch five, six balls for like 60 yards a game. But if you could have the next Tony Gonzalez, wouldn't you want him? Yeah, but at the same time, is that what you're going to be getting? I mean, let's take a look at some of the names you mentioned. Kittle, was he a first-round grade? Was he drafted that high? No. Travis Kelsey, 63rd overall pick. Let me do some research here. Tony Gonzalez, I mean, I, I know he was highly recruited out of uh, out of Cal, but in terms of where he was actually drafted here, let me pull it up. Um did he even give it to me? Trade it 13th. So you don't necessarily have to go that high to get, you know, a Hall of Fame tight end. Um, I, he, he comps that way, but it doesn't mean his uh, career is going to play out that way. If you're willing to pay the price, you're going to have to pony up for it. Um, but, you know, if, if I don't have a need at tight end, I'm not paying – Yeah, I, don't, I don't think tight end is 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 a position that um you know in terms of quarterback in terms of uh, you know defensive end um it, it, it's not a position where it, it, it's not hard like what brad was saying it's not hard to find good tight ends in the later rounds you know when it when it comes to quarterbacks and and, and defensive ends and offensive linemen it is um you know and you know Kyle Pitts is you know, probably after um, Trevor Lawrence, the highest uh, grade in terms of the player in the draft. But um, I think I think if you don't need that position, and 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 you know you can fill the positions of need, I think you, you they have to do it. But obviously, if that's a position of need, and he's or or let's say he's the highest player on your board, and you don't even trade up, right? You know, you definitely get him. Yeah. And that and that's the, the decision that Jerry Jones needs to discuss with Jerry Jones, which is the person that he you know consults for decisions in Dallas. Um, and then Stephen Jones will relay it back to Jerry Jones. So like, you know, we'll see we'll, we'll see what Jerry decides, you know. Um, but now moving on to another team from the from the east. We're also hearing little birdies kind of talk over in uh in DC, you know. Um apparently Lance is on the on the on the horizon of the Washington football team, the WFT. Um, Junie, you went through this with Robert Griffin III about nine years ago, and he had a great rookie year, and then it just kind of spiraled out of control after that. And you guys overhauled with uh, picks and the trade for him. Would you be happy if 
they do the same overhaul of draft picks to to get to trade up to get Lance. Would that be something that would interest you, or would you rather you guys just draft need and go with Fitzpatrick for the next year or two? With Trey Lance, if what the Washington football team feels like that's their guy, they love his tape. You know, he's 6'4", 226, has a cannon of an arm, can run the ball. Um, you know, if, if that's their guy and they feel really good about it, I would have no problem with them taking him because the quarterback position is, is, is a position we, we haven't had consistency with. You know, drafting Robert Griffin, like what you said, Jose, um, in, uh, was that in 13? I believe 12? it was 2012. 2012, yeah. In 2012, when they drafted Griffin, I thought it was worth it uh, because he brought a lot of excitement. And, you know, at that time, we thought we had our franchise quarterback for the next 10 years. But uh, unfortunately, injury injuries, uh, you know, messed up his career. Um, but going back to Trey Lance, if this is their guy and they feel great about it, and they feel good about it, I wouldn't hesitate to, you know, to, get to mortgage the, the future. Um, I, I feel very confident in Ron Rivera in, in our, in our, uh, you know, Marty Herney, um, in, in our, in our, um, front, uh, front office. I feel like we have the, um, the leadership position, uh, you know, I feel like it's solid for us now. And if, if they want to do this, I'm on board with it. Um, Fitz, Fitz, Fitz magic is a bridge quarterback. I love the guy, you know, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time, but let's face it. You know, he's going to be there for one or two years at the most. Um, Heineke, Heineke had one great game and then he got injured. Um, and then we have Kyle Allen, who's, uh, who was also injured. Um, but, you know, if this is their guy, fucking take him. Let's run with it. I absolutely concur. You know, these front office staff, these head coaches, you know, the GM, they all sit here and watch the tape and they all come to a conclusion and they all grade as a collection and they all come to an agreement. And if the agreement that you come to an organization with is, hey, Trey Lance, we have him graded at, you know, at this. And we and we are confident enough in our grade to say we want to give up two, three first round picks for him, then you do that. You absolutely do that because they're going to do their due diligence and do all the homework, review all of the tapes you know, interview his coaches, interview everyone he knows, see if this is the guy that they want to mortgage their future on. And they're going to spend every single dime that they have and turn over every single stone to find out if that's the case. And come, come, you know, draft day, if that's the decision that they do, I, that they come to, I applaud them for it because that's what they came to decision of. And, you know, that's, you live and die by that decision. And, just pull the trigger, see what happens. So, Brad, do you agree with the fact that uh, San Francisco has mortgaged their future for Mr. Dad Bod, Mac Jones? Yeah, because you don't draft off of a bod. You draft off of <laughs> off of film and how you want to grade someone. I don't care my... how they look. Listen, but... all, all when you get actual professionals and they tell you, hey, we've evaluated the film – and we've come to the conclusion that this guy is it. 
as much football as everyone claims to watch, you are not a GM of a franchise making these calls. Like there are guys that just analyze releases. They, they take a look at everything. And, and if they, as a collective come to that decision, then, and, and they agree that that's the direction that they're going to move in, then move in it. But here's the thing, Brad. We can agree there was five quarterbacks that have a first round, first round grade in this draft, correct? Yeah. You guys moved up to third. Yeah. But you guys are bypassing the third and fourth ranked quarterbacks, and you're going to the fifth. Uh, Why listen, is it like- listen, so so it's fifth based off of your opinion. No, 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 no. Based no. off of talent and no, no, based see, off see, of tape. No, that, that's based off of guys at ESPN. These aren't guys in the head coaching position. And these are the guys that are paid to run an organization. Okay? These are the guys that actually get to make those calls. And those are the that's the only ranking that matters. If on that draft board they have them at number one, they have them at number one. It doesn't matter what everyone else says. They're at that position. That's the guy that they're going to take. We can, you can all rank them as 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 much as you see fit. That's what we do on the show. But when when it comes to the actual decision makers, they have their board, and it's a big board, and they have everything ranked out. This is what they're comfortable with. They go through these scenarios. So, what don't they like about Justin Fields? Um, he's he's not as accurate. Yes, he has a cannon of an arm, but we all know that Kyle Shanahan doesn't necessarily want someone that's going to be inaccurate. And, and, and to be honest with you, if you really want to know why it's not Justin Fields or who knows, they still might go Justin Fields. If you want to know what, what they have him graded at, you're going to have to ask, you're going to have to ask, you know, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan and the rest of that front office staff. Well, you know, I will send John Lynch a strongly worded email um, asking why, why Mac, jo- why the Mac Jones rumblings? Because you know, I like Mac Jones. Even when you guys were saying he might not even get drafted in the first round, like, and that's how much he's risen. Um, I said, you know, teams like New England should look at him. Teams in the bottom half of the first round should look at him because he he had a good year at Alabama, and it's crazy to think that he has jumped all the way to possibly going at number three to the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, it happens every year to where, you know, there are guys that just move up the draft board that we weren't even registering in the, in the first round and they just go in the first round. I mean, it, it happens at every single skill position. It's just shocking to see it happen at quarterback, especially when there are so many quarterbacks available. Who knows if it's actually Mac Jones? Like it, it's all speculation at this point. We'll see. Um, and that transitions us perfectly to um, the draft. We wanted to kind of take a look at a couple, you know, see who we think is rising on the boards and who might be dropping. Mac Jones is someone we, we were just talking about now. Do you guys think he's been the guy to make the biggest leap so far in terms of like projections? Most significant leap, yeah. Um, I, there's a couple guys on my board that, I think make a uh, a much bigger jump than Mac Jones. Yeah, I think Jones is uh, you know, uh before the um 
the pro days and, and, and um, just before the college season ended, um, you know, he wasn't projected in the first round and um, obviously, you know, now he's projected in the first round and uh, now the top five, uh, he's definitely made a big jump. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, um, I'm, I'm not too sure about him. Uh, he does have, uh, uh, you know, the mindset for the game. You know, he's very accurate with the ball. You know, he's a winner. Um, but it, I, I, his upside is, I don't think his upside is as good as, you know, a Justin Fields or a Zach Wilson um, or even a Trey Lance. Um, but in terms of, you know, jumping up in, in, in terms of the, the mock drafts, I think he's one of the highest ones. Yeah. Another guy that I noticed is rising on the boards is another guy that we were talking about, Kyle Pitts. I mean, we've known the talent is there, but, you know, most projections even a couple of months ago had him going in like the teens. And the fact that we're talking about the Cowboys jumping to fourth to draft him, it just shows you how like, you know, running a, a fast four, having a fast 40, having a great pro day, how much of an impact it can have both in a good and a bad way. Um, who's someone that you guys thought, you know, um, okay, they're going to go top five, top seven, and and you're kind of slowly seeing drop. Ooh, um, yeah, one of, one of those guys for me, we'll stick with Florida, another quarterback, Kyle Trask. He was one of those guys that I thought had a first-round grade who's definitely fallen out of the first round um, in some mock drafts, you know, end of the season. He was slotted right around, you know, 20 to 30. Um, now he's you're looking at a second second third round grade on him um, probably closer to a third round grade he didn't do all that well against Oklahoma um, pro day was nothing to brag about um, yeah he's one of those guys that I just see dropping across the board I see um, Panay Swell uh, dropping uh, the best offensive lineman in the draft um, you know, I, I look at some mock drafts and he's out of the top 10 or the top five, which is insane because, you know, we talk about positions that are, you know, that are hard to find, you know, that left tackle spot, um, is very hard to find. And whoever gets him is, is, is going to be, uh, you know, uh, one lucky team because, you know, let's, let's take, uh, last year, for instance, uh, Tristan Worf's, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, tackle that they drafted uh, last year. The guy killed it on that offensive line last year as a rookie. Um, and he was a big difference uh, when it came to uh, protecting Tom Brady. Um, yeah. And I don't hear anyone talking about this guy. And it, it's crazy because, you know, he's, he's, he's very good, you know. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just shocked that, you know, to see him in some mock drafts that he's out of the top 10, uh, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking him and the other guy that I was thinking about too was Patrick Satan, the, the second. Um, at some points, you know, he was being talked about for like top five. And and now in some mock drafts, he's as well, like either falling 210 to the Cowboys, if the Cowboys kept their pick at that, um, or even outside of the top 10. And we're hearing that he's the top corner in the in the in this draft. So Definitely. Uh, but I think that also has to do with how many quarterbacks are projected to be taken in the top 10. 
But and we're probably going to keep hearing more, you know, uh, more draft day chatter happen as trades happen as um, or as needs change for teams. Like, say, maybe, you know, um, a team that was targeting Penny Soul in the top top seven maybe they trade for a, a veteran offensive lineman that takes over that position and they no longer have to use their first round draft pick on him so yeah there's still a lot of moving pieces um we'll see let, you know let me ask you guys a question do you guys think jamar chase is going to be just as good as justin jefferson coming out of lsu no no um, he really has to go into the right system. I, I think he has a skill. I think his skill set is totally different. Um, um, but if he goes to the right system, you know, he could be just as successful. I, I think that's really what it's going to come down to is he has to be given at least the opportunity to stay on the field and get that, that sort of game time and the chances to make those kind of catches. Cause, okay. cause imagine, imagine if he, if he, uh, you know, teams up with Joe Burrow again, his, his teammate at LSU. I mean, the guy's dangerous. I mean, I think he's going to be better than Justin Jefferson and, and, and Justin Jefferson's a stud. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to say just because we don't know what to expect out of Cincinnati and, and Burrow's coming off of the injury. You know, you hope he comes back well from it. Um, but Justin Jefferson, that's a one of a kind rookie season. And, and it's tough to even get to that level. I mean, go back to some of the great rookie seasons of, of the past, you know, Anquan Bolden, um, Randy Moss. Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, it, it's it's tough to get there. Um, if he gets if he gets in the neighborhood, you know, I'd consider that a great rookie season. But yeah, he definitely has a skill set to do it. Uh, and may, maybe the Bengals give him that opportunity. Yeah, he'll be good, but I I don't know if he can reach that Justin Jefferson uh, level. I think a lot of it will depend where he gets drafted. But should he be the first receiver taken in this draft over Devonta Smith and um, and Jalen Waddle? Ooh, you know the wide receiver question that's just as hotly contested as the you know second, third, fourth, fifth best quarterback in in this draft. I've heard people say that. Devonta Smith is the clear number one wide receiver. And I've heard, you know, other people say that, no, Jamar Chase is the clear number one. And then Jalen Waddell and, 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 you know, and then three, four are completely different. Um, so it's definitely a good time to be drafting wide receiver. Um, you know, it just comes down to how, how these teams have it graded. Yeah. This, this wide receiver class is deep. Uh, you got Tony, you got Chase, you got Smith, you got Waddle. Uh, you got a lot of guys who I think, you know, um, are going to make an impact um, just as much as the guys last year made the impact. And then even uh, uh, 2019, I mean, I think the game is uh, predicated towards receivers now. Um, you know, defensive backs can't even touch wide receivers without their, you know, being a flag thrown. Um, quarterbacks obviously are being protected by the refs. Um, I, I think the receivers are, you know, are, are adapting to uh, the league faster. And, um, you know, and then, you know, w- with this draft, it shows you how, how, how talented these wide receivers are. And I think they're just going to be as good as uh, last year's class. 
Yeah, I completely agree. And a lot of it's, you know, also um, play callers, you know, getting these wide receivers out in open space, deciding, designing plays to, to give them those matchups for these wide receivers to showcase their talents. You saw, you saw what Kyle Shanahan did with, with Debo and, and Brandon Ayuk, get them ball. You don't have to get it to them deep, get them open space and, and let them showcase their talent. You saw the same thing with, you know, when Minnesota, when they started to figure out what they could do with Justin Jefferson, I think you're going to see a lot more of that where offensive coaches are going to realize that they have something special in a rookie and they're going to design one or two plays for them out there. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if, if we saw a record number of rookie wide receivers have highly productive years. Now, do you guys think there's a lack of love for the running back position in this draft? I mean, you know, you have Travis Etienne from uh, Clemson and you have uh, Nigel Harris from uh, Alabama. Do you think those guys deserve a little more respect? Um, it's just the way that the running back position goes these days. The, the, the league has transitioned from, you know, being a run-heavy league to a pass-heavy league. And if you're going to be a running back that's taken that high, you better prove that you can catch the ball. I mean, take a look at the wide the running backs that have warranted a high, you know, draft position. Christian McCaffrey, Zeke, Saquon, they can all catch out in backfield. Uh, Etienne and and Najee Harris, while while they've been great running backs, I don't think they're they're on that caliber in warrant to go of that high. Yeah, I I, I think the position is, uh, you know, it's it's a skill position that you can easily find. Um, later in the draft, um, you know, it's, it's different when you have a Christian McCaffrey, um, a Zeke Elliott, those guys are very special, but in terms of these guys, I think they're good, but they're not, they're not great. Um, and teams are not going to spend a first round pick on them. I mean, um, you know, let's look at the running back market. I mean, uh, Jones, Aaron Jones, you know, he didn't get paid that much, you know, and he was, uh, you know, he was a top five back in the league and, you know, that's just the way the NFL is going. It's, you know, it's predicated or it, it, it specializes in passing, passing. It's, it's all passing, like, you know, and, and, and that's how teams win is, is, is by passing. And you, you know, you want a back that can run and catch the ball, you know, those backs are special. And if you're not that kind of back, then you're not going to get drafted that high. I agree. Yeah. Definitely, it definitely seems like the running back position kind of has like it's like a roller coaster with it. You know, it has its moments where like you see guys like Christian McCaffrey, Zeke, um, bring prominence back to it, and then it seems like it kind of goes through like a two three year period again of like kind of like just not so much noise, and then there will be that one or two running backs that come in future drafts and kind of give it back that prominence. Um, but yeah, definitely, it seems like it's a quarterback and wide receiver heavy draft yeah and for running back i mean it's really about these play callers these days these play callers have gotten so sophisticated that you don't necessarily have to draft the running back well let's take a look at the washington football team antonio gibson they drafted a wide receiver to play running back and i think it's panned out pretty well for, from them for them and it wasn't even a wide receiver that had a lot of uh you know, time at that position, you know, he did a lot of special teams as well. Um, they, they figured out play calling wise, what they can do to make this guy successful. And they got him in those positions 
with the ball in open space and they let the talent show itself off. That's what yeah, these play callers are doing. And New Orleans is going to have a running back playing quarterback. Yeah. $140 million quarterback. Yeah, but it's not really $140 million. Remember, guys, that's all fake. It's monopoly money. And be voided he's at not, any time. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if after week five, they just, he's just the shits, they could just cut him and save themselves like 136 of the 140 million. Yeah. So, we spoke briefly about players that were rising uh, or falling. Who do you actually have rising up on your draft boards? A name that people should be aware of. Uh, for, for myself, I'll start it off here. One of the names that I have is, um, is, the D lineman from Miami, um, Jalen Phillips. We all forget about how huge an impact Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa had, um, you know, Miles Garrett. D linemen are important in this league. And I'm surprised, like, there hasn't been the standout D lineman just show up and crash up into the top five or top 10. To me, I think it's Jalen Phillips who might make that push into a top 15 pick. Um, you know, physically, I think he's there. Um, injury, uh, I think will scare other teams. But man, I think he's one of those guys where if, you know, you're in the 20s and, and there's not a whole lot of positional need, Jalen Phillips is one of those guys I would take a look at. For me, it's uh, it's going to be Zayvon Collins' uh edge guy just like what you said brad in terms of having that impact uh edge rusher out of tulsa 6'4 260 uh playmaker you know uh four interceptions seven and a half sacks 54 tackles um the guy's a beast and these guys are very hard to find and when you can find them you know um uh washington football team i uh, drafted uh, montez sweat um in 2019 in the um late in the first round and, and the guy is, is, is a beast and he makes, uh, you know, an impact every week. And, and for teams that, you know, want to get to these quarterbacks, you know, like Patrick Mahomes, um, like Aaron Rodgers, you know, they need a pass rush, you know, um, and these, and, and for me, it's, it's saving Collins, a guy who is, I feel like he's going to jump off the board and I think someone's going to take him in the, in, in the, you know, in the teens or, or maybe outside of the top 10. Yeah, that's definitely one of those names that I haven't heard of in a while. I'll definitely have to take a look at them. But yeah, like I was surprised at the lack of edge rushers. Yeah, for me, it's Mika Parsons um, from Penn State. Oh, good. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a big name we've been hearing about. But, um, you know, to have him in some mock drafts be ranked as the top defensive guy to be taken, I mean, that's a big honor. But, you know, he is a 6'4 guy, 244, very athletic um another guy that you know get to the quarterback but has the kind of like the speed to keep up with certain tight ends you know certain receivers so like it's the type of guy you want especially when when you see like what the bucks were able to do against um patrick mahomes and the chiefs and the super bowl it's because of like their strong play at linebacker that they were able to contain him and, and pressure him so much. So I think a lot of teams are going to want to emulate that, you know, just having that pass rush, having that, um, that, and not just pass rush, but athletic pass rush. And I think, you know, he's definitely one of the top guys in the draft. So we'll see if he ends up getting taken top 10 or 
or if you know even a team outside of the top 10 trades up to get get him you know because we we keep hearing about um teams trading up to take these quarterbacks but i don't think it's out of the round possibility that a team like say washington say you guys don't get trey lance i mean it wouldn't be crazy to think that you guys maybe trade up to get a guy like mika parsons or Zayvon collins i would you know, love like, if yeah if, if it probably wouldn't get a take, guy like that know, it wouldn't take as much you know you wouldn't have to give up the farm you just have to give up a couple chickens Mm-hmm. So, um, there is definitely still a lot of moving variables in this draft. There is a lot of talented guys in this draft. I think it is one of the strongest drafts that we've had in a long time. And with some of these Very guys, sure. we didn't see them play in 2020 because they opted out. So, we're going. You know, it's it's gonna have it, it would have been two years since their last pro game when this season kicks off. So that's going to also be interesting, you know, kind of like the rust with the guy like Chase, Jamar Chase, you know, he opted out of the 2020 season. So that'll be interesting. But that is our show guys. I, you know, draft is three weeks away. Get ready. I'm sure there's still going to be a lot of changes happening. Um, We'll definitely keep you guys updated on all of that. We'll definitely do our mock draft before, beforehand, you know, and uh, give you guys our predictions. Um, see, see what screw up San Francisco will come up with. Um, but until the next time, be safe out there. You know, wear your masks, and uh, yeah, watch WrestleMania. Remember, it's two nights, not what? one, two. What? Two nights. What? Two nights. What? Two nights. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. Take it easy. Later, guys.